Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Yeah, Oklahoma. Yep. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's, it seems okay. It seems Oklahoma. fine. Hi, everybody. Hello, everyone. My name is David Bell. My name is Tom Ryman. And we just watched Killers of the Flower Moon. Starring teen heartthrob John Lithgow. Move, said the great white father. There are many, so many hungry wolves. Can you find the wolves in this picture? Yeah, all the all the all the Swifties in in my theater, uh, which was full of Swifties, really cooed when Lithgow came on screen. Oh yeah, they love their it. gal, gal Fuck gals. These. They call themselves Lithgals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lithgals. Oh. Lithgals. Oh, we got it. We got there. We got there. <laughs> we got there. All right. Well. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Hello, everyone. Um, yeah, that was... Sorry, I didn't know John Lithgow was going to show up in this. I knew Brendan Fraser I was. did, but I had forgotten. Um, I had forgotten about Brendan, too, until he's just explodes into the scene. You're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, right, does. there he is. It's like, oh, shit. But Lithgow was the one. Oh, you dramatic. so good. Fraser. <laughs> he's doing a thing, and I like he what he's is, doing. Some he people, is. I He got some... This movie, for some reason, people are very like flustered I, I i don't know where word for it because it's like there's a lot of like people mad at the movie and a lot of people not mad about like multiple things um and one of them was brendan fraser's fraser's uh performance um and he, he's fine he's doing the thing he's, he's, doing, a he's thing. doing a thing yeah i love every time a new actor shows up in a martin scorsese because you know they're so excited yeah. right oh, like yeah. if you're jesse plemons who may, may has he been in a scorsese yet I think so, but I'm not positive. Um, he definitely has a bingo card with Scorsese on it. Um, <laughs> and maybe he, he has it. I, I, I honestly, I can't remember um, off the top yeah. of my head right now. Scorsese has, like, has a lot. I actually have only seen about half of his, half of his movies. There's like a lot of Scorsese movies, movies that I haven't yeah. seen. He does. He really does. He should stop that. Yeah. But like you know, like they're in between takes, someone has to like breathe into a bag because they're doing a, a Scorsese film in a scene with Robert De Niro. Like that's yeah. huge. That's yeah. gonna be huge. <laughs> um, what did you think of this movie? Um, I liked it. I thought it was really good. Yeah, me too. I mean, here's the thing. It's almost like, of course, like Scorsese has never made a movie that I didn't at least like. <laughs> you know, where it's like I think that's I, true. Um, every time I walk out of a Scorsese movie, I'm like, man. He really, he really makes good movies, doesn't he? Yeah. Of, I always like his movies. Of the ones I've seen, I think my least favorite 
is either Wolf of Wall Street or Shutter Island. I, I, it's probably Wolf of Wall really? Street because I think I like Shutter yeah. Island more. I, def- I like Shutter I definitely Island like Shutter because Island more. I thought he could do a mean horror. Um, it, could, it's the, a the dumb only, plot. That's the only thing. The only problem with Shutter it's the filmmaking is great. I love how he made it. It's just the story yeah. itself is very, very rote. Like it's very predictable. Yeah. It's, it's a story we've kind seen a bunch same. of times before. Same with Wolf, where it's like, I, it's well made. It's just, I wasn't, I didn't care about this fucking dude. Um, I didn't, I, Mean Streets bores me a little bit. Um, that's early. You know, that felt early, I guess. It is like, early, it felt like yeah. It felt like he hadn't quite figured that out yet. Like, Mean Streets was probably before a few, I don't know. Um, so this is, um, this is about a true story that I didn't look into because I wanted to be fucking horrified. And, and I was. And I was. Um, oh, I'd been reading. About, the, I'd been reading the book. I'm not through it yet. Um, and also, okay. <clears throat> at, over at uh, Ranker, uh, we had done a weird history script on it. Oh, word! Yeah, I don't know what. So the, I was familiar with the broad details, uh, the broad strokes right. of it. I don't know how true everything is, um, but you know, we're just going to uh, from what I've read. It's pretty. The factual stuff is is pretty accurate from what i've read yeah, from, I, from what i've I, read of the case i wouldn't be surprised it it fits a pattern you know of yeah. uh <laughs> yeah. things honkies did yeah uh, to native americans so but it's in oklahoma and osage uh nation osage um, i think osage is, is how it's yeah. pronounced in the film yeah they talk with such fucking accents and we got leonardo DiCaprio. he's a weird little creep guy he's a frowny <laughs> he's little such man. a little creep he's such a creep boy yeah oh man and, i love I love you can man Leo gets so excited when he gets to play weird little freaks. Yeah, I know he's so good. He's so happy he gets to play this weird little freak man. Yeah, um, who and is basically he's just a rotten, pathetic character. Right, and they're running a honeypot. Is yeah. what they're running. Yeah, basically all of these. Well, it's, a, um, it's a it's a succession crime, is what it is. It, it, yeah, they're just murdering all of the anyway. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's these these honkies are coming in, these handsome honkies, mm-hmm. and the Native American women, basically this this area, um, you know, hit by oil, so they're very wealthy. And you probably, I'm only explaining this because you don't really actually get this out of the trailer, which I appreciate. The trailer made it look like a turf war or something, but it's actually more like a serial killer movie. Oh, yeah, no, um, what it is, um, is basically they were pushed onto this land in Oklahoma that was supposed to be worthless. Like, you know, the, nothing yeah. grew there. It was arid, but it just so happens there was oil beneath there. Um, so, uh, Can't have that. Yeah. Whoops <laughs> for the, for the, uh, U S government. Um, yep. but so and the way that, uh, it, it works is basically, um, full blooded members of the tribe, everything gets split equally. So they were selling or leasing, um, the the land that had oil on it so that people could come in and build derricks and stuff companies and whatnot uh and re- uh, getting all of this money from that and all of that money got divided among every uh member of the tribe uh to the tune of like thousands of dollars a month which in back then was in the millions so it was like they right. they they show in a little title card at the beginning of the film but ap- apparently the um the people, the tribe, the Osage tribe living in this area at this time were like the wealthiest people per capita, meaning per member of this tribe in the entire world. Um, right. So all these fucking honkies come in to take it from them. Yeah. And they take it by <clears throat> basically marrying these women. And mm-hmm. um, 
than like killing, murdering systematically them. killing their family <laughs> yeah. so that they get the money. I'm not, They're the they not, get they become part of the tribe essentially. I'm not and laughing. They, sure. I'm not laughing at the event. I'm laughing at how obvious it is. It's just oh yeah. It's just a and that's what's a part that also kind of elicited laughter from me but like ironic like like oh gee of course like in the film like as soon as the fbi shows up like as soon as actual investigation starts poking into it it falls apart apart immediately (laughs) like it's like trump it's It's so trumpian it's like so such an obvious crime with the lid you pull out the littlest string on it it all comes crap crumbling down it's like it's like a jerry springer episode but on a high crimes you know yeah and that is very Trump. And it's also, I, 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 I have to talk about this because it's very, I don't, they never pointed out that the idea, it's, sorry, it's very funny that there are a few, you know, just a couple ghouls. It's the internet. So I would take it with a grain of salt being like, oh, it's his first like woke movie or, or, or like political movie. And it's very funny because it's oh, like, what, have okay. you not seen yeah, his that's, other that's movies? That's not a serious argument that even yeah, needs to be addressed. Exactly. Um, but it it's just funny because this isn't like in your face about it no. at all. But it's very when you think about there's this idea of projection that happens a lot with like racists. Um, and you kind of see it because I always think about the, the great replacement theory that racists have. Mm. That's what they're doing. <laughs> They're actually doing it in this, the, the fantasy. Yes. They're trying to, like, the thing that, like, they're scared, racists are fa- scared, scared that, like, immigrants do, which they don't, um, but it's, like, projection, because, like, it's clear that they're like, well, that's what we would do, because that's what they did. Yeah. <laughs> that's what basically this comes down to, is they are literally trying to replace the the Native American culture in this area by marrying them and then murdering them so that they're the only people that and then there's and then taking over the telling of the story which i think has also that was a great ending yeah yeah which has also been a point of discussion and i've seen a couple of i've seen some interview clips and read some thoughts that uh different uh i think people from the tribe like tribal representatives that had either been consulted on the film or were who were invited to watch the film when it premiered had thoughts about this uh, complicated thoughts about this nature of it but i think the meta aspect of it is intentional because there was there was um a little bit of controversy about the fact that the story is told from leonardo's character's point of view who is Ernest Burkhart, who's the guy that marries Molly, who's kind of the real person who's at the center of the story. Right. Um, but it's because the movie, and they talk about this, so that's a theme they talk about, about how, I forget which character says it, but at one point, I think it's De Niro says, it's like, no, they'll, they, no everybody's going to forget about this. Like, we'll, it'll become a crime that people get, it, it gets talked about. It'll, it'll be like... Uh, a, bi- a big shameful thing that's in the papers for a couple of weeks and then we'll we'll yeah. they'll tell each other about it and kind of shake their heads and then they'll forget about it so it's like it's a theme that it's like directly wrestling with this idea of like not only was this an injustice that was perpetrated by white people so then they also took over the telling of it which is so it's like does that make sense? Am I making sense? Yes. Yeah. Oh, so, no, no. So it's like it the, fact that, so, the, the, fact, the fact that Scorsese himself is a white guy making this movie, he's a white man telling the story even still. So he's right. telling it through the point of view of Leo, but it's done in a very, I think he, I, I think it's, 
here's, here's I, my, I it's a complicated decision, but anyway, yeah, go please. I actually, I fully understand. So we're cutting right to the end because it, this isn't really a spoiler. The, the, so, you know, when a movie does the thing where it, it fades out and they get the text saying like, mm-hmm. here's what happened to the characters yeah. in this true story. This movie does that in the form of a radio play like decades later which is a real and they, show and they really did an episode that was a real episode of a real radio show oh no nice. i mean we don't we and see so, a reenactment of it they don't play the, yeah, the actual but recording. it was based off yeah and it's a radio play that did it about what happened um and it's all white guys they very purposefully have a white guy do the native american yep. guy voice yep. and it's it's done on purpose they know what they're doing and then the final person to come up and say the ending is played by Scorsese. Martin Scorsese, the director, gets on stage and finishes the radio play. But that's and it's I, very meta. I wanted to pause really quick to interject and just say that's his own addendum. I think, or I'm not sure because there's parts of it that the the radio play couldn't have known at the time that it aired. So you know, there's oh, there. Yeah. I'm not sure how much. It, so I, I'm not sure if the well, radio I mean, play actually contained the part that Scorsese read or not. Sure, but anyway. Oh, for sure. But it's not a documentary. No, just, no, 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 no. But what they're what they're pointing out is exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Is that, and then the white people took over the story, including this guy who's directing and and co-wrote this film. Exactly. And I think I think when you when you go about like Scorsese, where it's like who who should make this film. Um, it might have been a situation where it was like no one was trying to make this film but Scorsese. That's one scenario, right? Is like maybe it's just like this wouldn't have gotten told if it didn't have you well, slap know, Leonardo DiCaprio on it. Um, I and know you he, make it the biggest the biggest thing, yeah. So people can hear the story. I know he um, personally got really interested in this book specifically. Killers of the Flower Moon is a nonfiction book that was published in 2017. So, right. so he kind of like he's been pretty much attached to the project since then I'm, I'm almost positive it's been right it's been many years uh he's commented right. in interviews recently here's the other flip side to it and it's an interesting idea that i don't think uh, so scorsese tends to make you know he made movies about italians right he made movies about um about certain eras and certain people um and he he does this a lot of like second generation immigrants too yeah, but like what I what struck me about this movie is it kind of reminded me of Goodfellas because it's about a guy flipping on a mob yeah. that he's a, a with. So it's not out of line for Scorsese to tell this story because he told all of his stories. <clears throat> Wolf of Wall Street. It's all about bad people to doing bad things. Yeah, and to suffering tell it, consequences to tell it this way from Ernest's yep. point of view because the way that he tells it is you. It's kind of like there's a there's they include this line in the trailer. Um, and it becomes a motif of the film. Um, but it's Leo is given um, a children's book, essentially, about the Osage people to read, which, yeah. in, in, which is part of an incredible scene. It's like one of the first scenes in the film where he comes in and meets De Niro for the first time. And their relationship is just immediately clear. Where right. like the first thing De Niro does is have him call him king. It's like, uh, call me uncle. Oh, oh, yeah. Remember how you used to call me king when you were a kid? Call me king. And there's like this brief silence. He's like, yep. And they call it King. Oh, okay, yeah. King. Okay. Whereas right. it's like it's clear, like Leo was in the war, but he was a cook. So it's like well, he's, he's either, you know, there's an implication that he maybe just either wasn't competent enough, and then we get, you know, he's he's barely yeah. literate. Um, he he doesn't really have 
He has no drive, which ironically is why Molly wants to marry him. Because somebody, yeah, somebody I, points out, well, he only wants your money. And she's like, well, yeah, but he also doesn't want anything. He just wants to be settled down. And that's fine with me. I, I enjoy him. He amuses me. I appreciate that they made the Native American women not at all naive no, about what was happening. No, Like they get fooled to some extent because well, they nobody... Get He's being... He, Leo's gaslighting. The, the, the thing, yeah, exactly. the thing that I was building to is that... It's, um, you sort of, it's slowly revealed like the layers of the lies that he's been telling himself. Um, but anyway, yes. anyway uh, it's the motif of the film. I was, I'm sorry, I, for, I forgot that thread that I was on that I was talking about is can you see the wolves in this picture? And it's from the, the book he's reading. Um, and as soon as his narr- Leo's narration is, is narrating himself reading the book, but as soon as it hits that passage because he's reading the caption of an illustration in the book can you see the wolves yeah, in this pans picture up. pans up to him and his brother going out to mug some of the uh uh um indian uh people to steal their jewelry and then they go and gamble it at the saloon uh, and then like yeah. throughout the rest of the movie there's kind of this gradual where it's like you kind of sort of immediately know de niro is bad like you're immediately suspicious of him but like as the movie progresses, it's not only are the it's not only is it the layers of Ernest's own involvement in the conspiracy, but you also seeing the fact that everyone in the town is involved in the conspiracy. Yes. Like it gradually reveals like the fucking morticians involved, the doctors are in on it, the uh, the the representative guy that doles out their money for them is in on it. Like every single white person in the it's town not, is just yeah. about is in on it. It's not just that it gradually does it. It casually does. Yes. Very casually casually and gradually. But yeah. You get to a point where you're like, wait, did I miss a scene? Where you're like, wait, he's there. He's involved too. And it's like, there's a little bit of Freemason shit. And so you start, yeah, you slowly realize, and they do that really good with Leo, where at first you think like, oh, he, his uncle's grooming him for this, but he doesn't know about it yet. He's just naive. And then they do a scene where a guy gets beat up. And then, like, they replay that scene a little later, and they show, like, oh, yeah, Leo's there. Leo, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's like, like, oh, shit. Like, oh, well, you just need to, like, you just need to, <clears throat> like, he gets into town, and he starts just driving a cab, and that's how he meets Molly. Uh, and then De Niro's like, hey, you, you, you know that uh, Molly Burkhardt? He's like, yeah, I know her. He's like, well, you, she, she, she's single. You should go see about her. He's like, you like, dating her? He's like, yeah, you know, you should see about getting settled yeah. down with her. He's like, oh, okay. So, uh, and... Everything he does at his uncle's behest. That we, yeah, that we, we just see that he's like involved in every... It reminded me a little bit of Training Day in the sense where you yeah. keep thinking that you've hit the line of his involvement. You're like, oh right. man, he's getting in too deep. But you still are kind of like, maybe is he naive? But then it, it's gradually revealed like not only is he hiring people to murder his sisters-in-law and their husbands and he's conspiring to murder all these other people in Molly's orbit, like her cousins and a, 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 a former friend and her first husband. Uh, and then ultimately we see that he's been gradually poisoning Molly her, herself. Yes. So it's like, he, he is, is he's evil. all the way in. He's completely evil, but it's just, wanna... he's telling himself this lie the whole time that he's not. Exactly. And I want to go back to the question, why is he the lead character? So for, for, just for starters, he is obviously, this is one of those media literacy things people have to understand. He's not the protagonist. He's actually the antagonist. He is the villain of the movie. Yeah. It's just from his perspective. Yes. Molly is the protagonist, no doubt. Um, so why show it from his point of view? I think the character of Molly 
Molly, uh, what's her name? Burkhart. Burkhart. Um, is one of the hardest ones to wrap your head around because she's very strong. Like we said, she's not naive, but she gets gaslit and tricked in this situation. And it would be very easy to be like, why aren't you seeing that he's evil? Because it, it goes like by the time he's he's in, like she's still kind of supporting him. Not really, but like seeing him and talking to him and being civil when he's in jail she doesn't, for doing these crimes she gives him i'm not sure how true this aspect of it is but in in the in the film she does give him the benefit of the doubt as long as she can yeah. so it's like she doesn't want to yeah. believe it until the very right. end when she when he tells her that final lie where she's like what was in the insulin that you were giving me what was in that medicine exactly and he and so lies the- to her face and so <laughs> one of the reasons to make leo the main character and make him leo is we have to feel we gaslit have to, we too? have to believe the lie yeah exactly and so we're seeing the movie from lily's perspective yeah that's what it is well, we don't have is to believe the lie but for, it, for this for we want redemption just as much as she does just for tell, telling telling the is. story in this way we, yeah. we we need to believe the lie that he's selling we, to, we to understand how I, I, yeah i'm with you yeah because a main uh, choosing a, a main character is an investment, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're investing in, okay, we're with this character. And so audiences want to see that character get something, some win, some redemption. That's why you choose a main character. It's right? also it's like, this yeah. is the person. It's also so a very want, loud initial choice, right? Yeah. We want him to do better just like she does. And he never does. Mm-hmm. Uh, the final reason I think it's wise to make him the main character is because you could argue this is obviously a, a Native American story, mm-hmm. but that I feel like that's actually a cop-out. This is a white person's story in which we did something fucked up, mm-hmm. and it should be told to, to white people about the time we did something fucked up, right? Like, that's the thing, is like, it can, we can tell a story and be like, yeah, we're the villains of this story. That doesn't mean we're all villains, but it's important to tell those stories too. So like Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah. So like for all the reasons, that's why, like you said, it's complicated, right? Yeah. Because Native American people, they don't get their stories told nearly enough, and that's a problem. But in a vacuum, in a world where like we're telling all stories equally, I see the value in telling this story from this perspective, right? Yeah, and it was very wise for saying, Scorsese yeah. to consult a lot of Native Americans and stuff to make sure he's doing it right, you know. Um, but this is almost like it's a it's a parable for like <laughs> like for the people who would most typically go to see Scorsese films, like dudes who like crime movies and shit, you know. I think it was advertised that way too. Is like ah, come see this. Is it was be wild. it was kind of advertised as a crime movie. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. In a way, I don't think Oppenheimer meant to do this, but Oppenheimer kind of does that too, where they're like, "Come see the bomb movie; it's going to be cool." And right. then they're like, "No, it's, it's no, actually, it's, it's actually it's not cool." Really, really in, uh, in, intense drama is what yeah. this movie is. So, like, I would love to see this story obviously told from a Native American perspective because, you know, that's all, that would be great. But I, I see the, I see why they choose to do it this way, and I think they did it carefully, um, recognizing the fact in the end who's telling the story and stuff like that it's fascinating movie yeah yeah Uh, that's the the other big thing that's that's been uh made a a bit of a fuss about is its runtime it's three and a half hours long 
Yeah, I I think they could have cut a half hour off that. Yeah, there was personally there was some stuff that could have been trimmed down, but at the same time, um it never felt like it was dragging to me. Like I didn't I never noticed the runtime really. Yeah, the, like it's, the issue it's, it's paced very well, I think. Right. The issue isn't Scorsese. Scorsese has always made long ass movies. Casino's long. Most of his movies are long. Yeah. Um so it's more of like the world around him now has changed. And I'm like, ah, another really long movie, huh? <laughs> like right. it's that feeling of like, I don't know. I think Scorsese's fine to make long movies. And I didn't feel the runtime. It was it was like watching a TV show back to back. Um, not in the in the format, but that feeling of like, no, I'm completely invested in yeah, every given it's, moment. It's, yeah, it's just a very well acted drama. Yeah, it is. And it, it, it didn't feel like there was like, ultimately, I'm like, oh, what would I cut from this? And I'm like, eh, I don't know. Probably nothing, I guess. Yeah, now like, that who, you mentioned yeah, who am it. I? Who the fuck am I? Like, I don't know. I think once you get to the trial period, like showing the ins and outs of the trial of him, like, I'm not going to turn on him. Actually, I am like, you could see a, you could cut that down, right? You could just have him. Yeah, but you I could like bridge that stuff. I, but I, I do love the scene where the community all gets together to tell him to not rat on Robert De Niro. Yeah. It's really, I, I don't know. I don't know if I would have cut that because it's like, this is kind of the payoff, right? Yeah. This is when we get to watch him squirm in a trap. Yeah, that's true. And again, I, one of the, and he they just and they just much. sell each other out. So <laughs> yeah, like he sells them out like back and forth a couple of times. Like I think it yeah it, it further shows that like I think it's the first of a more well not the first, but it's I think the loudest of the subtle hints if that makes sense that right. uh, if if you hadn't caught it already at this point in the film that Leo's a big coward and doesn't believe in anything. Yes, yeah, he's a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit. Yeah. He lies um, on the stand. He's like, no, I, I, I met my wife and fell in love with my wife all, all by myself. My uncle didn't have any hand in that. It's like, no, you didn't. Yeah. And then he, yeah. that leads into the big lie where she just flat out asks him, what were you giving me? And you can see that he's lying. It's <laughs> he a really like, good. I've, man, he is sweating more than any human has ever yeah. sweat in his life when he says it it's was amazing. just insulin, babe. You can really see like. Yeah, we we you mentioned like the Trump shit of it all. It really yeah. does get that vibe, which is like it has all the components. So it shows how the evil is so mundane, right? Um, and it shows how it's so takes, mundane, like, and it's a bunch of idiots for the most part, right? And it's sort of also about the idea of how like like the the idea of white people not getting in trouble, right? Where it's like these people are all supporting each other, the cops are in on it. Everybody's in on supporting these mediocre white guys who are not very like they're not smart. They're not clever. They're not at all talented. It's just the crimes just aren't supported. being investigated at all. Yeah, they're just supported yeah. by white supremacy essentially. There's um, um an excellent shot in that first scene of um where Leo is, is is coming home from the war and sits down to meet with De Niro and he's telling him about like we're sort of getting introduced to who De Niro is. He's this big time rancher in the he owns a cattle ranch uh, in, in the area and he's he's big into in the Osage. He's like an Osage weeb almost, yeah, but yeah, because he's like the most insidious. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. but like he talks about how he's like the deputy sheriff or the reserve sheriff, 
and it just right. it's just a low angle sh- it cuts to a low angle shot of his gun belt and his badge hanging on the wall like way far behind him and it was just like a perfect statement about who he is where it's yeah. like he he's the he's yeah he's the reserve sheriff but not because the title means anything to him or the office means any anything to him it's a trump card pardon the pun he keeps in his back pocket right it's just right. it's just a thing he has so he has that juice it just hangs on his wall it's a trophy he yeah. has so they're so mediocre. And as you mentioned, this is one of my favorite performances, even though he doesn't have to do much, is Jesse Plemons. Um, because yeah, he's, he's being a real he's being a real Jesse he's Plemons being a type. Real Jesse Plemons, like Arch yeah. Jesse Plemons in this film. And the way they handle the FBI, and it's it's a little it's weird because the FBI have to be kind of depicted a little heroic. Um, but what they do uh, they don't well that's what it is, is they actually make them very matter of fact, which is that Jesse Plemons comes in. And he's not emotionally invested in any of this. Later, when he has them both, he's not like, Ugh, I gotcha. He's very professional the whole time. And so is all the FBI. So a bunch of very serious people come exactly. in and just go, what's happening? And these people just fall apart because the FBI, all they're being is halfway competent. They're the first law enforcement that's come in. The whole movie, they've been trying to like prevent the Native Americans, uh, the tribe, from getting to any help from the outside that's the Mm -hmm. whole idea oh yeah um and they finally do it and so yeah that's when the fbi well they're not the fbi they're the bureau of investigation at this point yeah but it's the fbi yeah it's the fbi and they're just so like they just like bring in leo and they're like you said this this and this and this person and that and he's like i don't know and they're like well let's bring them in and they just like bring them in and they just keep bringing the people in and facing having them face each other like you said this and you said that yep. uh so what happened and it's they're just they're, again they're not crooked they're not like mean they're not emotional they don't care that's the thing is they're just doing a job and you can tell and that's all it takes for this group to just crumble mm-hmm. um and i and again it feels very trumpian where it's this idea of like these grifters kind of using emotion and uh, and their privilege to get by and the moment they're put under just a little bit of scrutiny it just topples in a very satisfying way yeah exactly um and again feels very scorsese because that is a lot of scorsese there's literally a scene in this where leo's on the stand it has to point to de niro and i couldn't help but to think of fucking ray liotta ray liotta yeah (laughs) yeah pointing at de niro yeah, yes, De pointing loves, at De Niro and at Paul, Sor- and at Paul Sorvino. Yeah, yeah, and so like it's very, it's very similar. Like it's a, it's a very Scorsese film through and through. Yeah, the difference is the violence is a lot more like much more muted. It's a lot. It's more muted in a way that makes it even more terrifying. Which is like it's not. There's a few like mob hit style hits. Um, Right, but and it's I assume not because this actually happened. But it's more of like fucking Leo slowly poisoning his wife. Yeah, like this really like it's not explosively violent or gory in the way that like Goodfellas or Casino occasionally is. It's just like right, yeah. And you know what the difference is? Goodfellas and Casino and stuff. Like, did you notice? I don't think there's any Leonardo DiCaprio voiceover. No, there is. Maybe well, there is. There's, there's, there's brief bits of narration when he's reading brief the book. And... But it feels like it's mostly um, Lily Gladstone's voiceover because I felt like it was mostly her perspective, even though we're following Leonardo DiCaprio's character. We get a couple but of... What... It shifts... Because uh, we also... 
we get a couple of lines from her and then randomly we get a couple of lines from that guy I forget his name, but he's that old shit kicker with the scar on his face. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who shoots her first husband after, like, befriending him and becoming his drinking buddy for months. He gets right. a bit bit of VO, too. So it kind of reminded me of, like, in Casino, where um, um, yeah. Frank, um, uh, Frank Vincent get, randomly gets, like, two lines of VO. Right. But what I was going to say is Scorsese loves VO, and he often uses it to sort of speak the truth of the situation. So, like, yes. if you... If you look at Casino or if you look at Goodfellas, the characters we're watching aren't good people, but we hear their justifications very often. And you can even choose to agree with some of their justifications. At the end of Casino, he's like, eh, it's all commercialized now. And they still fuck you over. They just fuck you over a different way. And you're like, yeah, you're right. Like, there's always been this like... Yeah, Joe Pesci wasn't that bad. It's like, no, he crushed a man's head in a vice. Right. When they do the mob movie stuff, he always kind of gives the mob a voice to like almost defend themselves. He doesn't do that when it comes to like, like De Niro never has his defense he, because they are indefensible and he knows that. So like, that's a key we component is he's, we do still have it, but it's not VO. So it's, and it's less... not them. Yes. And it's not them. Yeah. They're not making pleading to us. They're right. Not it's less persuasive the for the audience. Exactly. So they're, they are still showing the uh leo how leo is rationalizing this but we're seeing it play out in a scene rather than hearing him narrate like i see what you're saying like in the scene where they convince him to just oh just start adding a little bit of this to your, your wife's insulin just to slow her down like you could you right. could see you could picture that scene in like a good fellow summer ray leo to come around now nah, i was just giving her a little bit just to you know take the edge off so she wouldn't be bugging me as much you know or something like that yeah exactly. but in this scene exactly. we're just seeing him like surrounded by his uncle and all these people and and he's just like sweaty and looking like shit and they're like, yeah, just give your wife this poison. And he's like, well, I guess I should probably give my wife this poison, right? If it's going to slow her down, right? If it's going to slow right. her down. And it's all in the performance rather than just him, like, narrating to us what his rationalization is. A lot of Scorsese's style in this isn't making light of it. And it's not, it's drawing a hard moral line more than his other movies. Yes. And I think it's yeah. because he doesn't fucking empathize with these fucking honkies who did this horrible thing. Like, you can tell he's like, no, fuck these people. Yeah, I think with, you're right. I think with, yeah, with mob movies, and this might be a fault, honestly, with mob movies, he's a little more cheeky. He'll play a little more fun music with it. He'll, he'll he's, have he's a little more, more fun. He's more indelicate with it. Exactly. And he'll say, he'll be like, let's hear from the mobsters what they have to say about this. And even at the end of Goodfellas, he's like, ah, I was a rat anyway. What it, you know, like they, they, there's a lot more um, tongue in cheek, I guess, or not. But you, yeah, you've sort of already said it. And it's just interesting to see him handle this is like, I think that's part of it is he didn't Wolf of Wall Street this. He wasn't like, ah, you gotta love Leo. It was like, no no he sucks this is serious this guy sucks yeah we're not at all going to make them seem like fun characters that we empathize with at all Wes, we're gonna follow them but we're it's a we're not following them we're not condoning them in any way there's a through his style there's a one of the mm, the biggest gut punches is when they're i think it's a flashback we see during yes it's during the trial where they're telling the story of how they murdered Molly's sister. Yeah. Um, and the flashback of it's Leo's brother and another guy that they hired. And then the flashback to like, so what did Byron, who's Leo's brother, what did Byron do after you guys murdered um, Anna, who's Molly's sister? 
this little Byron just went back home to Molly's house and it shows him coming in and crashing on the bed and then fucking Molly comes up and gives him a pillow basically tucks him in and says yeah. and, she, and he's like thank you Molly he says good night he says good night Molly and it's like he just murdered her sister right and she's tucking it, him in it's ugh. it's incredible they they have a part they, where all yeah. the the elders are having a meeting the whole tribe is having a meeting and like De Niro is right there in the meeting and it, yep. they don't even they're they're talking about these it, white people are killing us can, Dave, and we can need I, to do something can I pause real quick that part actually I I chuckled a little bit when they reveal like when it, it cuts over to near it's like I want to add a thousand dollars to the fund because yeah. all I could think of was him in a hot dog suit <laughs> we say. gotta find out who did this they should have just put him in a hot dog <laughs> suit in the whole he basically was yeah narratively speaking he was in a hot dog suit (laughs) right because again it's also like anybody can this can happen to anybody and that's what people hate is that like everybody can make the mistake of trusting because what else are we to do what are you supposed to do go through yeah obviously yeah and yeah and so like there's this element of like they they're not naive they know there's white people killing them from the outside they just they the one miscalculation they make is they didn't realize how close these people were because or how many they because they're moral people and they don't or how many yeah it's like body snatchers it's that idea of like surely it's not everybody's out to get you and it's like no it was the whole town just conspiring against you to try to siphon your money um and it's like it it, it, it's it's just it's frustrating to watch and it, mm-hmm. it is almost comical because you're like jesus christ <clears throat> but the joke isn't on the native american characters because it's again it's like no the joke is how shameless and, yeah she's talking about yeah. she's sitting there all paranoid and she's like we only get food that from this person like she gets more and more paranoid in the movie uh lily does lily gladstone yeah, and, that's, and, um, and it's brutal like it's and it, as mm. she's getting more paranoid she's still getting her insulin shots from leonardo right because and he's her husband like, what's what she's yeah exactly yeah and yeah it's she uh, can't it's fathom it it's Why brutal would she? Yeah. yeah she still trusts him because he's gaslighting the shit out of her yeah what do you think of the performances oh man. i mean leo is leo like top to bottom they're great yeah um, lily gladstone lily Gladstone's was great really good i i her her character is it's interesting because she doesn't get her whole character is quiet pain and it's really that's a really challenging role that i think she nailed but i'm scared it's not going to get her that uh, like the recognition because it's not a loud well, performance it's, no but I, I don't it's not just quiet pain it's a lot of in, quiet rage too quiet amusement like it, it's just like she has yeah. she has a tight hold on her emotions so they don't ever get very big and it's sort of like she's always wearing that wrap um right. very tightly most of the time uh which apparently from what i read was a de- was a detail of the real life molly um oh interesting but um yeah so so like in the scenes where like um leo's running the honeypot where he's sweet talking her like the way she's like it, it kind of is. There kind of are yeah, charming scenes, that. like where she's like he's being a big goofus, and she's just kind of amused by him. <laughs> it's very there. It's there are scenes where it's like straight up romantic comedy, yeah. where you're like, oh, I like these two. Yeah, I want you them see to get why together. you see why she likes him. Yeah, yeah, he's good. The I think the with Leonardo DiCaprio, the key to his character is like any given scene. It's like he doesn't remember the things he did. Like he's so gaslighty that it's like 
you watch these scenes, you're like, wait, yeah, did those scenes? Happen? I wouldn't. I wouldn't be su- acts so. I innocent. wouldn't be surprised if that was like a direction, or I mean, I'm, right. or like a thought that I, I wouldn't be surprised if that because that's like such a. It's so like how easily two faced he is in this. Because yeah. um, they keep calling at one point, they even um, keep calling him a snake, like when. When she yeah. first brings him around and her sisters are all like, oh, he just wants your money. Look, he's a snake. Um, and then, But then they start calling him a coyote. And that's kind of sort of how the uh, movie wants you to think of him or how like kind of like Leo is trying to think of himself as sort of like, right. yeah, he's a predator. He's loping, but he's kind of an obvious predator. And, and ultimately, like, you know what he's about. He's not like. Uh, you know, he's like, like, like what she said about him. Oh yeah, I know he wants my money, but also he just, he doesn't right. really want anything or he has no ambition. He just wants to sit and be settled, but he actually does have, he's actually a snake is what we find out. Yeah. The revelation, they never say it. Yeah. Is that, oh no, he's a snake. He's a snake. And you just, at, at some point in the movie, you're thinking that you, you realize that mm-hmm. yourself and they don't have to say it, which I really liked. He blows up her fucking sister's house. Yeah, he sure does. He blows and it up. And he's such a good liar. Again, he acts shocked when all these things happen. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't um, personally do it, but he hires the guy to do it, and he knows it's going to happen, and he plants the bomb, and he has to pretend to yeah. be surprised. It's, God, it's so depraved. Like, that's yeah. that that's what's like... It's dirtbag. They're it's, dirtbag. It's so, such scumbaggery that it, it reaches the level of, like, all, where it's almost funny. I, I, well, I don't want to say my, funny, but where you're like, you're almost laughing because you're like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like how it's one of, yeah. blatant can this be? Well, it's one of my favorite crime tropes that doesn't get explored enough. And it does in some movies, which is that like evil people aren't necessarily masterminds. They aren't smart yeah. necessarily. We, we're learning that more and more. Silence of the Lambs did a lot of damage with that. Yeah. Where it's where like, it's like, think, like oh. most serial killers are kind of dumbasses. Right, they're these, they're these dirt bags. They're right, not they're not, not like these erudite, like well read, compelling, like uh seductive figures. They're fucking scumbags. Yeah, they're not Dracula. It's no. actually ex- remarkably easy to kill people. Well actually Dra- uh, Dracula's not a... even Dracula. Like if you in the, right. in the original text of Dracula, like Bram Stoker's he Dracula, he's a scumbag. Oh, he sucks, Dave. He really sucks. Um pun pun, but um bum bum. Anyway. Oh, uh, but um, bum. but yeah, this movie kind of touches upon that where you realize like these guys kind of suck. That oh, yeah. I, the part that gut punched me about the death of the sister was when they shoot her and then they're just silent yep. and they just like they just look leave. at each other and then they just leave. Yep. <laughs> because again, no, they're not. They'd have nothing quippy to say. There's nothing glamorous about any of this. Um, Scorsese is the king of this. Like that's the thing is he's taking all the tools that he already has. And he just uses them in a perfect, this has a little of the departed in it, Mm -hmm. a person lying, you know, to everybody around them. The departed kind of ends with Matt Matt Damon. Damon, You're right. Yeah. You don't like Matt Damon by the end. He's not cool. He's just kind of a coward. Um, Like Scorsese has dealt with these types of people and this type of subject a lot. So it just made sense to me that this is a Scorsese film. It was, it feels like it was made for him. Um, I guess because he, for him to tell it this way, for sure. Yeah. So it, it, it is like, I think he was smart in saying like, I'm going to make sure the Native American characters aren't just a NPC for me to tell this story about bad white people, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Because that, that's the key of it is that it is, it is 
Molly's story at the end, and it feels that way. Um, yeah, it's, it's just, not a yeah, it's a not a white savior is, story. No, not at all. And it's not even if it wasn't, it's still keyed for him to show like the like casino. You never really see like you know they never follow like a gambling addict's perspective or anything like that. It wasn't, but this it was like it was just as important to talk about the people being victimized. Right, it, you couldn't right, just yeah, yada yeah, yeah, yada yes, yeah. the victim the they way could, they Scorsese as, could do. Like we, like we said, in, in the gangster movies, he's much more indelicate with this aspect of it, where yeah. you, you don't see the victims of, of what these people are doing, really. Yeah, and it's kind of because like that is a big factor in this. You know, the first scene is literally like this tribal um, it's a funeral. Uh, ceremony. Is it a funeral where they're talking uh, about how it seems they're so, yeah. killing, they're taking away our culture bit by bit, and like that is kind of yeah. The there's whole a body, you yeah, know. That there's a, a yeah, I'm almost positive. Oh yeah, yeah, it is a funeral, yeah. But that's the whole point, you know. It's about these people stealing mm-hmm. this culture, and so it's like, yeah, you have to talk about this culture and these people as part of it. That's a huge component. I mean, obviously, again, yeah. it's a Native American story. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, it's good, good man. Good, good, good shit. Good movie. <laughs> yeah, good John Lithgow. Solid gal, man. Yeah, it's 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 the Lithgow's were pleased. With yeah, yeah. John Lithgow. Yeah. <laughs> you know what that is? Gross. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know what that is. I know what that is. We all know. We all know. Um, the primordial right. slime from which my children grew. <laughs> yeah, I think that's all. All right. Yeah, this was great. Everybody should check it out. It's, yeah, very uh, good. Very good. Um, thank you all for listening. We have a Patreon. <laughs> we do. It's patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed. G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed. Uh, for $5 a month, you get access to exclusive podcasts on there, such as Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Star Trek The Next Futurama, Spiel Boys, we watch movies every Friday night with our patrons as well. That's a whole thing. We have a bunch of tiers on there, so check it out. We have a Discord community as well. It's lovely. Yeah. We also have a store. Head over to GameFlateEmployed.com where you can find a link to our Teespring store. We have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs. You can get on t-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, all sorts of things. So slap your Leonardo de Peepers onto that. Mm, slap your John Lithgoose. <laughs> your Lithgoose. <laughs> uh, I hate that that's the... That's the that's the thing that's gonna like that's yeah. that's gonna pop out of this yep. podcast. Way to go, John Lithgow. Way to go, us. Yeah, you guys get it right, like sperm. Yeah, that's what it. That's what it was. It was cum. <laughs> <laughs>